You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to this week's Attacking Scrum podcast. We're getting ever closer to the second test. Uh, I'm starting to get more nervous. Dan Kellick's cracked open a couple of beers for us just to take the edge off on a very nervous kind of Wednesday night. How are you doing, Dan? I'm pretty good, yeah. Thank goodness the uh, the helicopters have uh, disappeared. That's it, Leah. Last time we were in the, the <laughs> Killick kitchen... I refer to it as being like the end of Goodfellas. You know, he's just gone completely paranoid. When and you he left, thinks out to get him. When you left that night, I didn't know whether I was going to see you again. That's it. Yeah, they they finally caught up with me. Yeah. But as it is, you know, we live to we live to fight another day, and I've been allowed back in the back in the Killick neighbourhood without any trouble. Enjoying a little hop house thirteen. Yeah, it's slipping down, slipping down very nicely. So cheers to Dad for that one. We're um. Beginning to beginning to worry about the long term fitness of uh, of our good friend Dav though, such as the sustained absence of being on the attacking scrum. I know, said he'd make it, didn't he? Tonight? I know, this but is it. We thought this would be the return. He's, he's very much become the Sam Warburton of podcasting. Absolutely, yeah. only only place for uh, only place for Wales. Only place for Wales, and you, you, know, you miss him when he's not there. But I suppose that would make Hop House Thirteen the the Justin Tipperick of uh, of podcast because yeah. they're, they're doing their bit for. Uh, He's keeping us sweet with these, uh, exactly, these yeah. beers, isn't he? So we'll let him off. But yeah, yeah. he said he's, he dropped me a dropped me a WhatsApp saying he's uh, he's in a meeting. I wonder whether that's uh, a pub meeting. Yeah. So we'll see. Hopefully, that's he'll be it. here next week. Well, yeah, hopefully, and we'll have a an awful lot to to talk about then. Really annoyingly, Warren Gatland has delayed the uh, or changed the the time of the squad announcement. This time last week, we were kind of buzzing with excitement because uh, we'd just seen the team sheet for the first test. Uh, unfortunately, it's not out until the early hours of the morning, so we will be doing a reaction piece. I'll be catching up with the Mighty Murph tomorrow morning, uh, or now as you listen to it, and that will be available for you um, later on, so you can have a, a listen to us that. But for the purposes of this, we've still got plenty of things that we want to kind of chat through, including a bit of a, a punditry round, 
Uh, a look back at the thrilling 31-all draw between the Hurricanes and the British and Irish Lions on Tuesday. And what we've done um, is we've kind of created our own our own 23 as well. Both of us, what we would do if we were selectors, you know, we always like to indulge ourselves at this point. Um, I've got 25 in mine. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you're, <laughs> there's a few. Does Corey Hill make it in? That's what we want to know. According to Adriscoe, he does. Well, yeah, this is it. So in case you haven't heard this story... Brian O'Driscoll has caused a bit of a stir. Uh, it feels like every Not for the, yeah. every Lions test selection, there needs to be some kind of O'Driscoll moment. I think from 2001, you know, he was present in, in most of those or, you know, was being replaced. And then obviously at the end of his career in 2013. It's a bit of a case of, uh, it's got to be all about me. Feels a little bit like that, and let's just uh, let's just kind of bring anyone who hasn't seen this up to speed. So he was speaking to program called uh, called Off the Ball, which I believe to be an Irish program. I don't know. I've not not come across that um, beforehand. But essentially, he's been saying um, that he think Warren Gatlin made a mistake in not bringing on the so-called Geography Six players, the players who've been drafted into the Lions squad late. Um, Gatlin sensationally said. Yesterday, that he, you know, he'd had second thoughts about bringing them over and didn't want to, didn't want to bring them onto the field. O'Driscoll's thought was that if they're in the squad in order to protect the twenty-three, and um, then by not bringing them on, he simply hasn't, um, he simply hasn't protected them. And someone like Ian Henderson, he's, he's given the example, says you know he might not feature in the test side because Gatland has decided he doesn't want to bring on Corey Hill. And then he goes on to say, and this is the most controversial part of it, uh, I wasn't anticipating the quality of those players being brought in, um, being brought into the squad, the standard that they were. I wasn't even aware who Corey Hill was, to be honest with you. I'm a pundit and I'm meant to know things like that. That's a really, really strange quote, isn't it? I mean, does he honestly not know who Corey Hill is? I'm sure he would have played against him. If he doesn't, he should do. I mean, Corey Hill has played many, many games for the Dragons. He's captained the Dragons. And as he says there, he's a pundit. Mm. Well, he can't be that sharp, can he? He doesn't know who Corey Hill is. I don't know. He works for he works for BT, who cover predominantly Premiership rugby and Champions Cup. They do have Challenge Cup on there. You know, if you're a subscriber to bloody BT, part of that is that they will be. You know, if your side like mine plays in the um, plays in the Challenge Cup. And the games on BT, you haven't really got a choice. You've got to subscribe to it. And their highly paid pundits are kind of coming out with stuff like that. You know, I'm sure. I'm sure he's played against him during his career. Their careers overlapped. And what's more, you know, is he's his ex side Leinster. They will play. They play in the same league that Corey Hill plays in. You know, this this isn't. You know, I know he's not a renowned name in the world of international rugby, but he's still a Welsh international. He's picked up six caps this year, and. You know he's he's a good player. I just feel like he's thrown that name because he's the least known out of all of these players. He's thrown that name in, kind of just for effect. I think he's on the money when he says that if those players are on the bench, they're there to protect the twenty-three. So you have to use them. You know we covered this the other week. Personally, I think there are other players who could have done that job without there being a row about devaluing the shirt. At the same time, though, he's taken off the players that he's probably in a. He's probably going to have a little have a little look at and probably be involved in the, you know, in Saturday's twenty three. So, you know, the fact that Henderson did have a great game, but he played the whole game, probably means he's not involved. Well, it does, and I think that's his point: is that has this cost Henderson? Because 
Gatlin wasn't prepared to bring Corey Hill on. Yeah, but I don't think it has, I don't think it has cost him. In, his, in Gatlin's opinion, Henderson isn't playing. But is that only because Gatlin isn't prepared to bring Corey Hill or Christian? You know, obviously, Dacey wouldn't come in that position, but he wasn't prepared to bring on Corey Hill, Dacey, um, Alan Dell. He didn't want to bring those players on because he said he'd had second thoughts in it and it devalued the shit. I mean, that in itself is a pretty a pretty remarkable quote to come from Gatland really wasn't it that you know that he'd kind of done a bit of a U-turn on yeah it. but at least he's at least he's being honest mm. you know and he's not just sticking by what he originally thought he's, he's changed which shows a, a human side to him um, really it does yeah it does definitely show a human side but at the same time I also think it's um... but he also said though didn't he that he's keeping he wants the players to you know, a lot of the players to do the full eighty, so that you know they're ready. They're ready to step in should should something happen. Now I can't see that in a second row though. Can you? I mean, he hauled Courtney Laws off after what fifty five minutes or so. Yeah, so you'd assume Laws is Laws is going to be involved. You would. But now, all right, here's, here's the question for you though, Dan. Yeah. If he had been able to call upon players who are deemed worthy of the of the Lions jersey, let's say it's Joe Launchbury for example, and he's on the bench. Alongside um, alongside George Cruz, now both Laws and Henderson have had blinders. Would Joe Launchbury come on for Ian Henderson in the same way that George Cruz came on for Courtney Laws? I don't know actually. I don't think it's clear cut because Henderson was having that good a game. Um, but if if Gatlin and the coaches have decided because they they'd have a pretty good idea by the fifty minute mark who they're who they're going with. Mm. Obviously Laws came off. Um, Keep keep him on there. He's playing really really well. So I don't I don't know. I, I don't think it's clear cut that if um, if um, Launchby was on the bench that he would have he would have been brought on. But there's a pretty good chance, isn't there? But, uh, yeah, I think so. At least ten or fifteen. I think that's the annoying thing. Is actually I'm kind of with O'Driscoll on this because I thought Henderson had a brilliant game. He's a player who has done a lot of a lot of grafting in the engine room and has played himself back into form because he started the tour with an absolute howler against the provincial barbarians he's worked really hard played himself into form and I can see why that would be hugely frustrating if he is to miss out on a test match spot you know you'll know by the time you've listened to this but if he misses out on a test match spot because Gatlin wasn't prepared to bring on a player that he's drafted into the squad I mean that doesn't make any sense does it? It doesn't make any sense no and for me I felt that um Henderson was, you know, or Hendo as uh, as he's known. Mm. He had a, he was probably the pick of the bunch in the second rows. He was fan, he was absolutely fantastic, yeah. wasn't he? And there's, you know, we could have an injury during um, during the build up, couldn't we? So it's not, you know, if, if he is go, if he is going to go with Laws, there could be there could be an injury to um, you know to a Toji during the build up, couldn't there? There could be an injury to of course. You know, to Alan Wynn. Uh, even Courtney Laws, you know, could have, you know, something could happen to his head, and, and suddenly Henderson's thrown back in there. So it is a bit peculiar. I, you know, we said at the time, didn't we, that we both didn't agree with or don't agree with mm. with Gatlin calling upon those players because of geography. Um, but he did it, and I just think that for a Driscoll to come out with those comments, you know, right now when we're building for an enormous game, you know, we, we it's a must win, isn't it? Why, why would you? Why would you comment? Save those comments for afterwards. Well, I don't have a problem with the comments prior to the Corey Hill part. 
if he's the, you know if he wants to if he wants to be critical of Gatland, I'd rather he did that than just nod along like a lot of pundits do. And you know, I'm all for that. What I don't get is this is the slight dig at Corey Hill in there because I think that's unnecessary. I do think it's unnecessary because look, you know, what are you supposed to do? We said this last week. If you're called up, you're gonna you're gonna take that opportunity. And why and why wouldn't you? It's a mean, it's a mean comment. It is, a, yeah. It it's is not a kind nice, of mean spirited. Yeah, doesn't make any sense. And obviously, I get it. You know, he's he's probably gunning for his boy and in, in, in amongst yeah, all this. Get, but that's but there's it's no, about the red shirt. There's not no the, his, is there? In this, it's, we're all we're all we're all together, and it's it's not what rugby's about, is it? It's one big family, and um, he has essentially made a derogatory comment about another another human, and and it's, he mentioned he mentioned his name, has he? To make to reinforce the point, I just think I, I disagree with you in the fact that I don't like the fact he's made those comments. Mm. I just think he could have. There's a, there's a different way of going about it by just saying I'm. Um, you know, there's no no you know no comment on that, or I'll save my comments for after. And I think that's that that. Gives oh, yeah, but I don't think I don't think he should. Do. You know, I'm I'm not one of these who says that just because you're an ex-player, you shouldn't be critical of the the current setup. You should be objective. You know, if you're being paid as a pundit. Or as a journalist, or whatever, you're there. To, you're not there as a cheerleader. You know that is a fact. You're not there to just cheer on the side. You're getting paid money to offer insight and opinion, and so I'm actually I'm actually fine with that. Yeah, but there will be these, these comments. There, they will come. They'll be they'll be talking about this. They'll they'll come out with comments like you know we had a you know social media ban and no one was you know or you know. You know, no one took any notice of these things. They'll be they'll be having little comments, you mm. know, behind closed doors, won't they? About it, it's just not needed. I don't think. Yeah, look, I'm, obviously, I, I think we we kind of disagree on this one. Like I say, I'm I'm fine as I think long it's as it's different. If you've got maybe because maybe because he's a player and he's you know uh, he's, he's he's an absolute lion, isn't he? You know, Driscoll is a lion. He's he's like a figurehead. Mm. You know, he can be handing out shirts, all those ty- all those different types of things at, you know, at times. It's different if you've got, you know, one of the pundits from the in the Times or someone like that. I think that's different. I don't think it is. Really? I think no, I think that's my biggest problem with ex players as pundits is they have a tendency to just stick up for their mates and say nothing. You know, it's that's that's my main grievance with it, is you're there to be objective. You know, I think we've said this before, you know, it's the same in football, you know, Rio Ferdinand is not paid by a broadcaster to defend Wayne Rooney because he's his mate. If he's having a crap time, then he has to turn around and say it. And and that's that's half the reason that I felt we needed to start this podcast was because Scrum 5 has become an increasingly matey. You know, does Martin Williams know more about what it means to pull on a, a Welsh jersey and play at the highest level than me? Of course it does. But does it also mean that it's more difficult for him to criticise Alex Cuthbert when he's in a bad run of form because he's his mate and his ex-peer? Yeah, it also does. But the, the difference for me is that you're in that position not as Alex Cuthbert's mate and ex-teammate. Obviously, these are hypothetical examples. But you're there as, you're there as a pundit to provide... Um, to provide insight analysis to be critical when it's necessary constructive balanced this is what you know this is what journalism's founded upon and and the same principles apply to punditry and it's just been you know it's just been kind of eroded over the years by an increasingly chummy kind of lineup on scrum five and that so that that's why i wanted to start this podcast and you know we we said a million times we're just a, a set of fans having you know having a bit of a laugh and doing it but we're entitled to our opinion and I'd like to think that we 
that we you know we stay kind of constructive with it so the, the whole thing is I'm, I'm all for him having that having that right to come out say what he thinks he's not there as a cheerleader but at the same time I don't get the unnecessary pop at Corey Hill who let's face it has no control over whether he's brought onto the pitch or not secondly you should know who Corey Hill is because it's your job that's my thought on it it's back to um punditry or puppetry one it of is the, exactly one of the one early earlier, one yeah. of our earlier podcasts yeah god that was long time seems like a like an age away that one might have to revisit that one might have to revisit so it, yeah. you're fine with it just take out take out his name don't mention his name yeah you know I'm, I'm fine to be critical of the decision because actually that's you know you, you're supposed to be objective about this and say it's not right and i don't think it is right that he's you know if he's put players on the bench you may as well put no one on the bench if that if that's what you thought um, do you think Gatland would do something differently? Well, yeah, he's, he's, he's as good as said it, really, isn't yeah, he? You know, yeah, and that's it. Um, Which is a bit of a first for Gatland. Yeah, yeah, maybe it is. And you know, I agree with you. I think it's good that he's admitted an error, but at the same time, I just yeah, I, I find the decision really, really baffling from him. I found it baffling in the first place. I think O'Driscoll's right to criticise, but I don't like slighting Corey Hill in it who let's be let's, you know if he'd come on and had a stinker then you can criticise the fact he's been put in that position when perhaps he shouldn't be and you could criticise the fact that he's played badly I mean the guy's still just not, the guy's not, turned up and, and sat on the bench it's still not necessarily his fault because he's been he's been, yeah. he's been called up and yeah no exactly you can't have a exactly. yeah exactly yeah. and so yeah I find the whole thing really quite baffling should we yeah. move on yeah I think we better had <laughs> That's it, mate. You did say, you did say these these um, these beers are five percenters, which is probably a bit too much for me in this day and age. I'm yeah, much more of a can't be trusted after uh, with with premium strength beer. So maybe that's not a not the ideal tip. I'll have to stick to cups of tea in future. Wanna Dav? No more hot posters. That's either. it. Yeah, none, no, no more for me. Uh, right then, let's have a look back at that performance because it was one hell of a game, actually, wasn't it? Oh, really, really great game, end to end, wasn't it? Really exciting. Um, it's just a shame, really, isn't it? That um, you know we let them we let them come back into it because I do feel that we let them come back into it. Yeah, there's no they, they didn't they didn't play any better. Um, I, I tell you what, I mean they're they're subside, aren't they? They've oh, got yeah. some incredible players in there. Uh, yeah, that Lamape who's in the <laughs> in the centre. You know, I think Dan Big will be having nightmares about him. To be fair, you know, fair play to Big. I think he stood up, he stood up, and, and he stripped him right at the end. You know, I, yeah. I really thought that that showed Dan Bigger's character. He had a, he was, you know, magnificent game, didn't he? I thought he did really well. You know, I think that it's easy to look at the headlines and go, right, he was smashed about the park. But you know, well, he, he, he leveled a number of people. I he thought, was, yeah, I thought he, he did massive, really well. He was massive in defence. He was taking a man and ball, so there was no offload. Mm. For me, he's been the informed ten. Yes. Informed, if we look at a four, there's your man. That's an interesting one. Who um, who else kind of in, impressed you during that game? Tipperick was immense. He really, yeah. he really was. So it's something like fifty-seven tackles oh. made, fifty-seven completed, yeah. none missed none on missed. this tour. If, Did you see the strength on him again. Yeah, holding, holding. I don't know. I don't know if I got this correct or not. Right, you might have spotted this because you're the kind of guy who watches the game four times over. I've only seen it the once. But right towards the end, when they score that try underneath the post. Was he tackling his own man at one point there as well? It looks as though he grabbed someone. I think it might be Dan Cole. 
Really? I, I'll have to. I'll have to look that that's up. Like, that's one of the complete there's a point. Yeah, I don't know. There's a point where I'm like, God, he actually looks like he's tackled his own. He's just grabbed something because he's at the bottom of a ruck and he's he, seen a he's seen a foot. I know he tackled. I know he tackled two, two of um, the Hurricanes players, which was the the the, the passenger player just moved on a little bit. Mm. He, he, he he basically held on to two and took them both to the floor. So he does that stuff like like the New Zealanders do, just yeah. to take them out of the play. And he, yeah, he was just, he was just brilliant, wasn't he? Um, lovely little touches as well, just changing as the, always the point of attack. Arguably the best nine <laughs> in the Lions lineup. Yeah, he was. Um, he's impressive, and he's again. If we're looking at if we're looking at form, there's your probably there's there's your informed seven as well. We mentioned Henderson and Laws already, kind of in the wider picture, but. Just how good did you think those players played? A pair of them were exceptional. Yeah, um, Laws was, you know, you always you always talk about his, um, you know, his strength and his the destructive nature of him. He looks imposing, doesn't he? He's got a bit of a sort of strut about him, but he backs it up. Um, he put in he put in big tackles, didn't he? And the carries he made were impressive. He didn't go on huge busts, but he always got over. Always made yards, didn't he? Which always, is exactly what we missed last weekend. Yeah, always, always, you know, he went forward every time. Um, you know, good sort of um, scrummaging performance from him as well. You know, line that went all right, didn't it? And um, the same, from, I thought Henderson was, was fantastic. You know, lovely little sleight of hand. Big busts from him. He made more of a, he made, you know, more yards on his, on his carries, didn't he? Um, just looked so hungry. He did everything from the charge down to the smashing into rucks to carrying balls to that lovely little offload to, to North to set him up. Yeah, he was it was it was a great performance from him. It was just a shame that he, um, you know, with that decision at the end, you know, the yellow that. Well, this is it. This is another point actually. Would that stop me without kind of going into your team? Do you think that could you know that could play a factor? Um, if he has missed out and you're listening to this, or if he has got in, you know, what what would you do if you were Warren Gatland in that situation? Do you look at it and go, actually, he's had a brilliant game, he's made this error, he's not likely to do it again? Or would you look at it and go, I can't afford to pick a player who's going to make that kind of a decision in the in the heat of battle? For me, it was too good to ignore. Um, you know, that it was a bit unfortunate because the second, the first player who was there. Who was it? One of the one of the backs. Jonathan Joseph. John Joseph just gave him a lift at the same time yeah. as he lifted, and it just resulted in they're, they're both really powerful men, aren't they? And it tipped him up, and he did he did sort of guide him down. Mm. There was no, it wasn't malicious at all. I thought it was the right decision in the end. Yeah, but the letter of the law it is, isn't it? It's just annoying that it's annoying, but I think you know the, you've got to be so careful over that now. We all know what the yeah. what it looks like and. Yeah, if it was the other way around, yeah. it was on our boys. Then I'd be saying it was the right decision. So it's yeah, it's, it's, it's a yellow, right. definitely. Yeah, it's a yellow. Um, but he was, he was, he was brilliant, and it was exactly what we've been lacking. But it wasn't the, the all black side. And, and no, it we, wasn't. We have to. I feel that we have to remember that. The other big thing to remember is that we can't make whole scale changes because we need to. The players need to know. The it's got a bit of familiarity. Got, yeah, and they need to know. They need to be able to correct it because if we make too many changes, then we lose. Then we'll say, right, you know, we now need to make these changes for the third test. You need to give the players an, a, a, almost the sort of um, the chance, really, to to correct if you feel they've got the right skill set. Mm. 
Um, and yeah, I've been I've been going back and forth on the on the team, but who else played well? I thought Dan Cole had a great game. Mm. I've I've never seen him with that much energy. You know, he he really wants to be involved, doesn't he? He was he was everywhere, absolutely everywhere. And I I've, I've been a bit critical of him over the you know over the years. I've never really massively rated him, if I'm honest. But I thought he was he had a fine game. Marla was in amongst everything. Um, who else played? Uh, who else played played pretty well? What about George North? He was better. He had more touches, didn't he? Hmm. He hasn't done enough still for me. Okay. But well, you give it, give it, starting to give away your uh, give away your side here. Yeah. Then, but... I, I, as the game went on, I started to think, hang on, are we gonna, you know, are we gonna maybe see him on the bench? Uh, Gatlin likes him, you know, maybe as you know centre cover because um, he, he was quite effective, wasn't he? he carried hmm. he carried fairly well. He looked. Every time he took into contact, though, he still got up gingerly, and I thought, "Oh, he's got—he had a knock." Did, did you see that? He's, you know, he's sort of limping. I didn't notice that myself, actually. Yeah, but... and I thought, "Oh no, you know, surely not another another mm. injury." But he had, a, he had a better game, didn't he? It's a bit unfortunate for him that I think he got moved into the centre because it would have been good to see him out on the wing. Okay. Noel, Noel impressed me with his work rate. Yeah, his work rate—he wasn't quite as eye-catching as the week before. Where you know he finished off two tries and, and no. looked a, a threat the whole time. But he he's a bit of a tonic. He can, mm. he, I think I feel that he can spark something off, and his clearing out work is good. And yeah. we need that's why Tipperick I think's been has been fantastic. It's because he's he been does, fantastic, but he's also been underused. Tipperick hasn't he? Yes, he has. Yeah, it's kind of the story of his international career that. Yeah, you're putting him in. You're putting him in back row. We said that a bit of luck comes. You need a bit of luck on the tour, don't you? And it depends on which team you're involved in from from the get go, really. Mm. And the back rows that he's been involved in, they're all fine players. But you, when you look at it, you just know the balance isn't quite right. Um, yeah, I agree. And he can't have done any more. He can't have done any more, can he? But it's those the way that he clears out and holds on to people and nudges people out the way. He, he does, he's, he's like he plays like an all back, mm. doesn't he? He does, yeah. He I'm, should I'm, have been I'm, an all black. I'm such a massive fan. Again, the, the question mark is always around physicality and tips, and I've always thought he's, he's great over the ball. Yeah, he is. I, I would say his finest performances always tend to revolve around those amazing touches he has in either the wider channels or he's got his hands on the ball. But yeah, you, you can't argue with those kind of tackle stats. And for me. For me, though, his 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 most impressive games are those those types of games, like against Hurricanes, mm. when he he massively slows down the ball. He's holding on to, to to players when he shouldn't be holding on to them, doing exactly what they yeah. do. Yeah, he's he clears out. That's, stuff. Yeah, that's streetwise stuff. Yeah, all the streetwise stuff. He's got it upstairs, isn't he? Um, he learned that in Chavanos, didn't he? Definitely. Um, Absolutely. The clearing out, you know, just literally, he doesn't smash people out of the way, but he cleverly rolls them. Um, and the hold-up work as well. So he, he, but he, there was quite a few malls that he, he turned. You know, he turned the, the the play into a mall. And also, there's a number of times where he holds them up, often with one arm. Mm-hmm. People are coming smashing into him. He doesn't go down. So his strength's amazing. And if he, if we don't win a turnover, he he slows it down by a, a good few good few number of seconds, which then helps the backs to to to, to realign and reset. And it's those types of things that you, you can't really teach. Mm. You've either got it or you haven't. And then we come on to the link play, which we, we don't even need to go on to, do we? We know what he's got there. So I'd love to see him involved. OK, right. Well, before we get on to the 23 that we would pick, 
respectively, we both picked individual ones. The one thing we do know right now is what the All Blacks 23 is going to be. So just to recap on that, Joe Moody, Cody Taylor, Owen Franks as a front row, Brody Retallick, Sam Whitelock, Jerome Kano, Sam Kane, and Kieran Reid is the pack, so completely unchanged there. And in the backs, you have Aaron Smith, Bowden Barrett. At half-backs, the wingers are Rico Ioni and Wasaki Naholo. So Naholo comes in on the, the one wing. Big man. Yeah, and yeah, a man who's broken leg healed in about four weeks ahead of the World Cup. Uh, in the centres, it's Sonny Bill Williams and Anton Lynott Brown. So yeah, Brown coming in for the injured um, for the injured Crotty. Um, Naholo's obviously come in for, for Ben Smith, who's injured as well. And that means that Israel Dagg fills in at 15. So, you know, still an incredibly strong start in 15. And then on the bench, you've got Nathan Harris as hooker cover. And then White Crockett and Charlie Farmina are their props. Scott Barrett, second row. Uh, Ardi Surveyor in the back row. TJ Perinara is the scrum half. Aaron Cruden, fly half. And uh, Dan Bigger's best mate, Nagani uh, Lamape, is on the bench uh, but he's still got the, his, the um, minibus <laughs> the minibus yeah his, uh, his forearm mm. tattooed and imprinted on, uh, on Bigger's chin there that's it yeah it's probably a, the outline of Dan Bigger's face see the little niggle after well, the little rub of the after head after the try oh yeah. yeah nothing much in it but just a little little rub in the head it's a few, few flashpoints it's, it's one of those things like isn't it that I yeah. think if it's your player you love the cheeky the cheeky little head rub if it's not you yeah. think it's vile I'm kind of I'm kind of indifferent do you know what I mean I think those kind of things you at the end of the game you'll shake hands and got over it so I'm kind of I'm not that bothered about it you know it I think much in it was that he didn't I don't think the chap knew that he was uh, he was actually injured I think he was just mm. he, was, he was head down that's exactly what you know, I thought yeah. the stuff that he that he, yeah. that he, that he scored I and agree I, I enjoyed the little flashpoints we, we, we you know we care and, uh, it, was a hell of, it was a hell of a game there was great intensity it was thoroughly entertaining sounded like a, one of the much better atmospheres that we've had on this tour as well actually. the music is absolutely pumping it's there, brilliant it? yeah it was yeah I mean I, 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 I'm not a big fan of the pipe like music I, I was but, thinking American football or yeah but I, I like the way that at least they do at least they do sing off the back of it as well you know even if they are a bit formulated it's chance. different isn't it but they got it yeah they got it going they amazing crowd there mm. and uh yeah, it was, it was a great game, and I just thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm probably going to enjoy watching that one again. I again. know, yeah, and it's good to. It's kind of um, exciting that we're heading back to the Cake Tin later on this week as well. So, yeah, quite the quite the rugby city, Wellington, isn't it? Who did you, who did you um, just before we move on? Who do you think uh, was impressive for, for them? For them, um, so Lamape, obviously, you know, a real real eye catching and just. Just made yards every time, you know. That was that was very impressive. A couple of pens um, away, didn't he? He did give a couple of pens away, but he's, yeah, he's as you know, I'm much more about. I know what yeah. you bring than what you take away. Was he um, something I got for you? So was he dancing when Michael Jack? The Michael, Michael yes, Jack, I think he was. Yeah, I quite enjoyed. I, that. I enjoyed that as well. It was it was just a little sort of a little move, even when even when you're giving a penalty away. Yeah, just sort of a jig. Yeah, and again, I kind of like that. Just seemed to play with. Uh, Seem to play with a, a freedom and a, and an excitement um, that yeah you kind of you don't you don't get to see too often. So I, I was I was impressed with him, um, and then Geordie Barrett as well. Oh, you know, he, just he popping up everywhere. That pass. How tall is he? I don't know. Do you want me to find out? Please. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fine. We'll 
talk amongst yourselves while uh, I uh, I sit here. And he's waiting for Dan, of course. I was going to say, yeah, this is it. He he looked enormous. Right, Geordie Barrett. I think he's got to be six four. He's six foot five, yeah. He's six foot five. Yeah, he's six foot five and 96 kgs. So that's 15 stone, two pounds. In. He's not heavy enough to dab. Man. He's not heavy enough to dab, but that might explain why he moves so bloody quickly. Um, uh, his ball skills are absurd. They are, I knew he was big. I didn't think he was six foot five. Yeah, yeah he, 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 he had a really impressive game. There, um, there was some clearing out from him on the odd occasion he did it. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe that 15 stone... Two isn't uh, isn't holding him back too much. Then, uh, yeah, I, absolutely uh, phenomenal player. Um, so as yeah, I was thoroughly uh, thoroughly impressed with him. Uh, anyone else kind of caught the eye for them for you, or are you, are you happy to move on there? Yeah, happy to move on. Right, beautiful. We've waited long enough, then, Dan. Um, should we start with your side? Go on. Who's, who's making your front row? Front row is unchanged. Okay. Okay, so Mako, Jamie George, Tad Furlong. I'm exactly the same. Yeah? Mm-hmm. This is so this is it, isn't it? This is the big one. This is it. Okay, so what I think we're going to go with... Not then, interested. Then, what are you going with? Because we'll know what. By the time anyone listens to this, they'll know right, I'm going, what Gavin's going with. I'm going with Laws and Itoji. All right? But I think Alan Wynne-Jones and Itoji will be there. All right, well... All right. I'm also going with Laws and Itoji. I just, yeah. as we discussed the other day, it's just about power, and I think the power you've got to look at the front five. I think the scrum will go better with those two. I don't think you're going to lose too much from the line out. Although Cruz is obviously, you know, a very reliable line out player. I don't think Itoji or Laws yeah. let you down in that department. In fact, I think overall you gain more as a collective with Laws and Itoji than you do with Alan Wynne jones and Cruz. Scrum did weaken mine, didn't it, against the All Blacks in the second, uh, in the second half? Uh, it was, but again, I think if that's refereed properly, I mean, you look when they scored the try, I felt like they were, they were coming in on a massive angle. That's why our, that's why our pack ended up, stood up completely facing the wrong you direction. You anything to do with Itoji then? No, I don't personally. I know he's renowned for being a good scrummager. I think, so I think him and Laws will be, just a point. will be fine in there, but yeah. Okay, so we're all agreed there. All right, okay. Uh, oh, this has gone, this is gone yeah. smoother than expected so far. What about the back row? Back row, six, Warburton. Okay. Okay, we've got a change there probably from you. I've gone Peter Omani, six. Have you? Okay. Seven, O'Brien. Okay. And eight, Toby. Right, so. so I've gone Omani, Warburton, Toby. Okay, so only one change. Yeah, I'm not. So yeah, one change each. Yeah, isn't it? So you've you've taken out Imani and um, I've taken out O'Brien. The only reason I'm saying this, and like we said, I think that the breakdown was definitely an area of concern. I think it was a premeditated decision in the first half that we weren't going to commit many men to the ruck for fear of getting caught in the in the outside channels very very early. It didn't pay off because we gave away penalties and conceded mm. tries. So I think you need more power. So from from some powerful figures like Laws and Itoji who are going to either hit rucks or be a, a nuisance at the breakdown, I think that gives you more power. And that in turn, I think, enables you to pick um, two scavengers in the back row in Omani and Warburton. I think... I, I think Warburton, yeah, it's... What are you worried about? No ball carrier? 
It's just the it's just the ball carrying side of it. I think well. War, you know I think Warby's ball carrying is underrated for one. Uh, all right, he's not a Sean O'Brien carrier, but he is strong. Will make you yards, mm-hmm. and I think where you've got Laws and Itoji in the row, that you know that they're two really strong options when it comes to when it comes to ball carrying. So I'm quite happy with this balance. I know most people don't think you can play Omani and Warburton together. I just if if I feel more confident if Warburton was we're seeing a little bit of his carrying of old. Mm. We haven't seen a great deal of it um, at the moment, but, well, two, two fine back rows, aren't they, sir? They are, right. What about the backs? Murray? Yeah, I've got Murray as well. I have got Murray. I do want to see, I do want to see Webb, though. Agreed. Um, with more game time. You know, fair enough, if, if it's going fantastically well with Murray, then, you know, keep him on. But if, I want to see him. In, I want to see uh, see Webb involved because I think he'll 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 bring the best out of Farrell and the back row and everyone else around. So that's nine, um, ten Farrell. Yeah, done the same. Eleven Watson. Okay, so Watson on the left, yeah. Yeah, twelve Teo, mm-hmm. thirteen JD, mm-hmm. uh, fourteen Daly. All right, so you just yeah, you've just gone. Tw- yeah. I don't think yeah, I don't think it makes a massive I think Dale will probably line up on the left. Yeah. And what's on the right if you were to pick those two. And Liam holds down the fifteen. I've yeah, I've got exactly the same in the backs. I thought the backs went really well last week. You know, I think mm. I agree with you. I would like to see Murray play a structured game and then add some real impact with Webby off the bench. Yeah, I want yeah, I want to see Murray the kick where his placement of the kicks was spot on. Mm-hmm. Um and we did get a fair bit out of it. I want to see him. I don't want to see him kicking as much. Yeah. Um, and also, he needs to be. He needs to pose a bit of a threat. He Which he can do as he well. He can do. He can do. He's he's, he's a big man. Um, you know, there was a lot of chat about. You know, you go back a few years. You know, Mike. You know, he was being you know, like like Mike Phillips, wasn't he? Yeah. He, was, he was hard to stop. He was aggressive. Mm. We don't see that at the moment. And he's got really nice touches as well. You know, he's got yeah, good great. handling skills. He's got lovely, yeah, definitely. Yeah, little offloads off and stuff. Yeah, he just, we, we, we need him to, to get that back, to make their back row think. Otherwise, if they know what he's going to do every time, it's, a really, it's really easy for them, isn't it? Really easy for them. And as we saw, when you do have those moments and you back yourself, as, you know, as Liam Williams did, as Anthony Watson did in the second half, it can cause trouble. You know, admittedly, the Watson chance, we didn't, we didn't end up scoring. But at the same time, you've got, you know, we know that they're not, their scramble defence is amazing, right? So it's always going to be difficult to score tries. But you can create these chances. So I, I think you're right. There needs yeah. to be a bit more ambition. I get um, we need, we need, Toby needs to be more vocal with him. They, they, they've got to be working a lot closer. I get them eating together, sleeping together. You know, they, they've got to, they've got to be Bert, not the Bert and Ernie of uh, the Lions. Well, yeah, they've got to be, they've got to be really tight, haven't mm. they? They've got to. I, I literally would. I'd have them together for the whole of this week, just literally getting to know, you know, getting to really know each other. You know, they need to be completely in sync, don't they? Because we know that Webb knows. They, 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 they know each other. Mm. They just know. They, they've got a bit of an, you know, telepathic understanding, haven't they? And I think that could be the, that could be the difference there. We need a more vo- a little bit more vocal from Toby. He's never going to be a stander, is he? Talking to anyone, you know, he'd be talking to people in the in the stadium, wouldn't he? Mm. But um, a bit more from Toby on that on that side. That's a, that's a decent shout. What about the bench? So bench is Ken Owens. Yep, same. A lot of heat for um, a lot of talk about 
the Irish uh, Rory Best Rory Best yeah utter bollocks um, I, I don't know you know again we'll know by the time it comes out there's no way I'd pick Rory Best in that team Fitzpatrick's been harping on about he should, yeah. he, he should start shouldn't he just because he's a, a scrummager so quite a destructive scrummager but um, I think we've um, I'm just, we I'm we just worried about him hitting, the, hitting his man we should have had someone else in there potentially maybe but, um, yeah. I do I know there's a lot of people who are fans out there and I think I, like I think Dav said before the tour started he was like you know his line out throwing is too unreliable it is sad but around the you know he does a, he does a lot around the park and yeah and I think I, I think I stuck up for him at that point and I've, yeah over the ball he's terrific as well or he's always in the middle of it you know I'm, I'm surprised how often his hands get a ground before coming yeah. back but I mean like he's a good captain as well he's a good player and a good captain but he wouldn't be in my team yeah he's, you, in that position you've got to have your, your, your thrown in right haven't you uh, well yeah I mean to be sure. fair Ken Owens came on and the line out went awry which I don't think was his fault actually but yeah. I, and I think like we said you know I wouldn't have made that substitution right before a crucial throw in do, do you think Owens will keep his keep his place Dan, I keep telling you, it doesn't matter because by the time this comes out, everyone will know. Yeah, right. I know you're just asking this because this is the kind of chat we would have. But <laughs> um, Right, go on, who else? Yeah, so Owens McGrath. Agreed. Um, Sinclair. Sinclair. Don't get the hump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, got, I've gone exactly the same in the front row. Rattling through them. Um, I'm going I'm to skip this one for a moment. Oh, the, 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 yeah. Okay, all right, go on. 20, Omani. Armani, okay, yeah, I've got O'Brien, so Armani, Tipperick. If Tipperick hadn't played, hadn't played a you know another another full eighty. Yeah, we can't do it, can we? So Armani, Webb. Yep. Bigger. Agreed. Yeah, I'm with you. I just think he's. Sexton has been fitful his form on this tour he's had a couple of stinkers he, had, yeah. he, had a, he showed some glimpses too I didn't I thought we actually we looked worse with him on the pitch um, yeah. at the weekend and I thought Bigger has played his socks off to be honest and hasn't just hasn't just kicked it he's played what's in front of him he's looked to vary the game a bit more so he's done a bit where he's, he's crabbed he's kind of crabbed over to one side and then given the yeah. the inside pop as I you know the listeners won't be able to see that but I just demonstrated perfectly and I'm not sure what that was <laughs> <laughs> I had surprisingly good hands for a second right? yeah. um, so yeah I think I think he's been really good his mentality is is suited for the big game and I'm, I'm just he not sure it, he? he does want it I'm just not sure where Sexton is at the moment so yeah I would go Dan Bigger as well Brilliant. Um, and he's a kicking option as well. He is, yeah. He kicked really, he kicked really well, yeah. didn't he? Um, and it's his, his defence as well for me. Yeah, he's going to be, it's going to be key. Again, the link with Webb. That's that. The, the combinations we have mm. to look at. I, I absolutely go with him. I really hope we do it. Um, and then Halfpenny. Part of me, Noel, but Halfpenny, he hasn't really. He hasn't really made too many mistakes. He hasn't he hasn't lit things up, but he hasn't done for years. Um, so for me, he just, he just I, I go with him just over uh, over Noel. I've gone George North. Have you? Yeah, oh, yeah. Change, I, I, change the game. I'm just thinking that's it. I don't know what Lee Halfpenny has. Last week when we we're chasing the game, and I, you know this sounds really great because I'm, I'm you know I think Lee Halfpenny's a fine player, but he is a defensive safe option at 15. I miss the days where he used to really counter attack. I'd like to see him on the wing more just because I think you know his positioning will still help you out on the wing but I think there he's in more opportunities 
where he's got some space and he can just gas into it. Uh, I just don't, you know, I don't think he's the that kind of attacking player that is going to give you the impetus off the bench. We've got in a fullback. Oh, I think we have, yeah, all, all three, all three wingers. Yeah. Um, sorry, all of the back three can play fullback, both the wingers and the mm. fullback. And I think North can come on. He could cover centre if if you need him to, or alternatively, if there's an injury in the centre, you could move Daly into the centre or Farrell into the centre. So there's loads of options. I think North did just enough to to get into a bench place so for you me. You wouldn't go with Joseph. Mm, no, no, I wouldn't. I'm, again, yeah, Joseph's Joseph's been difficult. It's, it's been difficult because you just haven't quite seen. Jim Quasinim is it's best at the right time. Quite hard off him again, isn't he? It has, yeah. He hasn't quite had the rub of the green, um, but he's somebody that can change. The good, it's a good point about North. He did, he, he got better, didn't he? Um, I just, yeah, I just think if there's an injury on the wing, do you bring Joseph on on the wing? I know he can play there, but I don't think he's a. I, I don't think you know he's an out, he's an out and out thirteen for me these days. He's defensively strong, isn't mm. he? But wing is totally different position. Yeah. I think so. It's a good shout. It's a good shout. Um, I'd I'd be tempted on Noel. Okay. Um, it's really close one with Halfpenny. The thing is, we, you'd have Halfpenny there if we're gonna if we wanted to sort of essentially see out a game. Well, the more than likely we're gonna be if anything we're gonna be chasing. Be chasing. It and that's what I thought we saw on Saturday. Yeah. You know, his, his pens came on and yeah. when we were chasing the game and yeah, a lot of it comes down to bigger. If you've got bigger involved, then the kicking the kicking's fine, isn't it? Um, I'm not absolutely convinced that daily, you know. We can rely. We can rely on daily. So it's a good shout. Yeah, I think you're going to need you're going to need as many attacking options in that back line as you can get. If I'm honest, I know that's the way I want to see rugby played anyway. But I thought I thought daily had a terrific game on you know on Saturday. No one is going to have a perfect game against the All Blacks because it's just they're just too good. Yeah. So you know, one with an all Welsh, an all Welsh backs on the bench. bench, Yes, and. Yeah, that that is exactly what I've done. Come on then, who's the second row cover then? I haven't named mine either, so you go on. You don't know, do you? I bet there's four names on that sheet. I bet Corey Hill's still on the on the list <laughs> of you, Dan. Yeah. I've got um Yeah, I've got Alan Wynne Jones, Henderson. Yeah. Laws is even down there. Corey Hill isn't down there, but um Henderson I think I, he he was so impressive, and he, the way he's, the way he sort of picked himself up from that first game where he was, you know, he was awful, wasn't mm. he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he's just got he's just got better and better. So I mean, I'd lo- I'd love to see I'd love to see Henderson on the bench with um, with Laws and uh, Laws and Atoji starting. That's exactly what I've gone for. I've got Henderson on the bench. Yeah. I, th- I think you know. I thought he was, I thought he was amazing during the week. Only had seventy minutes because he had ten minutes in the bin. So there's, yeah, there's his rest. There's his he's rest. Fine. Exactly, he's fine. Yeah. I, so. I I do think that we'll, we'll find out when we in a in a bit now. But I mean, <laughs> you hate this, but I'm doing it anyway. I'm what, is, what, what have I said on and off air? I'm like Dan. No one, everyone will know, know by this point. But I've got to stick with. I've got to stick with this now. I think it'll be Alan Jones and the two. All right. So you're calling it. You're calling Alan Jones and the Toji. 
I think he's going to, yeah, I don't know. Oh, did he put you on it? He nearly did. He lured me in. But we will find out, um, we will find out soon enough. Just before we wrap up, one other thing I wanted to mention, which has been one of my favourite moments of the tour, was the cameo from Finn Russell yesterday. (laughs) The funniest thing I've ever seen. He tried every offload, every tip on pass, every spin, every miss move. I just think he thought, he's like, right, I'm going to get five minutes here and I'm going to try everything. Uh, and was you know what? I really, enjoy, I, I really enjoy watching it. Like, I knew I, you'd love that. Yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah. It was an absolute, oh. absolute cameo of chaos, that was. <laughs> Uh, yeah, not the not the most uh, yeah. controlling number ten performance you've ever seen, but he tried everything. I, I just like it. Almost looked like schoolboy rugby where yeah. they've gone. I oh, yeah, this kid. He can play a bit, but he's you know sometimes he's good, sometimes he's bad, and he's just had he's just thrown everything. Like he's got his five minutes, and he's going to make sure he um, he makes some count. <laughs> so I I enjoyed that. You know, the more Finn Russells in this world, the better for me. Yeah, Merlin Russell. <laughs> well, that pretty much brings us uh, to a conclusion. As Dan has uh, relentlessly tried to badger on about the side. You will know the side as you listen to this. Make sure you listen to our, uh, our reaction podcast, which, um, which is happening between me and the, and the mighty Murph, who I'll be catching up with. Um, well, yes, pretty much. I've got music no, going yeah. in my head now. Have you? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, and obviously enjoy the game on Saturday and let us know what you think. So you can do so by getting in touch with us on Twitter, at Attacking Scrum, searching for us on Facebook, and uh, leave us a review as well, and you can do that on iTunes. Um, Since I'm not around tomorrow... Oh, go on then. You're going to ask me who's going to win? I think I better have. Go on then. Go on then, Dan. Lions by five. I love that optimism. I love that optimism. Come on. My optimism of last week was dealt a crushing blow uh, on Saturday when I just realised how bloody good they are. I think we'll give them another game, but I think they'll win by 10. You know, we, considering how bullied we were. Mm. I I thought it was a great test match. I thought it was a great test match. I thought it was a fair score, actually. We can't be that bad at the friendly game, can we? No, and I just hope we cut out the silly dozing off when they get a penalty. That can't happen again. Um, It happened twice in the game. We've got to see pick and goes, mm. haven't we? And Murray offering more of a threat. Yeah, and if, if, yeah, if we do, then who knows? Closer. And if we take those chances that we create, then then who knows? Exactly. Uh, Another so one yeah. from Liam, please. I would much, yeah, God, that was just the best moment ever. He, Liam Williams just makes me feel alive watching him play. If he does another, another, yeah, another try like that, he can retire now. I know. And go back to scaffolding. Go back to scaffolding. Yeah, that's it. Scaffolding's loss has been rugby's game. <laughs> Definitely. So enjoy the game. Let us know what you think on social media. And uh, yeah, make sure you have a listen to our reaction podcast, which will be coming up shortly. And uh, after that, we'll catch you for uh, yeah one of the one of the last ones of the season next week. Be a bit sad, that, wouldn't it? It will. Yeah, I dare say we'll do a reaction over the weekend to the to the game too. Uh, so make sure you uh, you tune in for that. And actually, just a final point to finish on. Uh, so we've had our best ever listener figures. Um, Consecutively across uh, across this Lions tour, so thanks for thanks for listening, thanks for spreading the word as well. Just make sure you continue to do it because uh, yeah, you know we, we do appreciate it. And uh, yeah, as I say, if you've enjoyed listening to the podcast, leave us a review, and we will speak to you very very soon.
Today is gonna be the day that they're gonna throw it back to you. By now, you should have somehow realized what you gotta do. I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now.